0: began discussing yesterday was the complication caused by the Midas the complication caused by the Midas is that we now know I was actually thinking about the Mislisa we learned yesterday um, when I was having a Sikha Kala between myself and my wife last night but like at the end of the day, and I really had zero patience. <laughs> well, as you know, I've got bad middles, and sometimes having bad middles gets the best of me. So, I perhaps was a little bit too sharp. I'm <coughs> only saying that because I'm favorably predisposed towards myself. Perhaps, Epsha, there was Epus there. And then I thought to myself, wow, even that comment, even that conversation should have been different. So what we discussed yesterday is that you start saying that yourself enough <laughs> and you start to build up a lot of inner resentment until eventually you're happy to completely diss all halacha. And the reason why we explain that happens is because the closer, the more a person feels that th- that he is being encroached upon. that. I as myself am being snuffed out of life I can't do what I want to do I can't be what I want to be so then that creates a a resistance and the more that resistance increases and the more the pressure to not be yourself increases so the more dangerous it becomes until eventually it explodes so what we suggested yesterday was we have to find out a mahalach of dealing with this now I'm finding this a very fascinating and exciting exploration and I think there is a Mahalik and I've been experimenting with it a little bit myself um, it's not completely self-invented you'll be, <laughs> you'll be uh, comforted to know it's drawn from a variety of different sources many sources many um, sources you know sages and stuff the two places that set a precedent for it are the Chövez al vavois and there's another safer called Chesh and Nefesh. The safer Chesh Nefesh also does this. Chesh Nefesh is a controversial safer. Um, <laughs> it's not clear who the author was. Some claim it was Benjamin Franklin. It Huh? No, 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 no. In other words, it wasn't really, it wasn't a safer. It was just a translation, really, based on what he said. I don't know if it was a direct translation or something. Okay. It wasn't direct translation. But but it has a very, very obvious correlation. Because. <coughs> you following me? No. <laughs> there's a safer called Chesh and Nefesh. No, I'm saying. said Benjamin Franklin? Benjamin. Sorry, sorry, sorry. There's there's a safer called Heshman Nefish and there's a great uh, American Prime Minister. President uh, President politician? politician. Prime Minister. President? so President. Secretary of State. Founder of the country. Founding father, Founding father, one of the great fa- one of the great founding fathers of our nation. Benjamin Franklin. Um so he was also a moralist. Thank you, I know, sometimes the accent is so accurate that it's hard to believe it comes from South Africa. Thank you, Pa. So now, um, Pa? Pa! Pa's ranch. <laughs> so, the Founding Fathers, one of the Founding Fathers of our nation, Benjamin Franklin. FRANKLIN. The kids, um, um, there's a discussion as to who the author of where the <coughs> book came from was it Benjamin Franklin or was it th- I think the official author is written down as Reb Nossin of Sesob, I think I think something like that I think I've forgotten that, if I recall correctly um, so but nevertheless it, it did receive a hearty approval from So Salanta, and in the latest edition Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac Schurr's written introduction, he was the son-in-law of the altos labotka. So it definitely was accepted as a, as a valuable piece. In that book and as well in the Choevus al they both discuss um, in different ways dealing with the different parts of self. The Choevus al discusses explicitly as a dialogue between the Seichel and the Nefesh what we want to explore is can we use that dialogue to be able to get around the problem of Koecha so let us state the problem again and let us see how we're going to get around it by using the internal dialogue as a model for improvement so the problem the problem is as follows the problem that we have is that the more we think about din, the more stressed we become the more we focus on what we're doing wrong the more depressed we become so focusing on What's demanded of us can often bring to stress and depression, anxiety, you start to think did I do that right, did I do that wrong? These are common maladies within people who are serious about moving forward in life and specifically amongst the Chiva. Now obviously once that happens you lose everything. Because if a person is stressed you can't possibly do a Vodis Hashem in the correct fashion and if a person is depressed then you don't stand a chance. So we have to be able to deal with the Midasadin in a way that makes us happy. (laughs) That's extremely complicated because how can someone telling you that everything you're doing is wrong engender you with a feeling of happiness? See Midasadin, right? Yeah. Um, So, how'd you do that? How'd you do that? So let's examine the 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 way it works what works is that what happens is as follows let's say for example we discover that there's um i'm doing something wrong um, we learn about the Chiyuv of avafter hagigamocha it says in the torah not only vafter hagigamocha as a mitzvah on the side but vafter hagigamocha is zekhal galototer zekhal galototer that's that's something essential which seemingly means different Mephoshim but the way the Ramchal explains it is that you show utmost concern for the details and the desires of your friend's life you're extremely concerned about him and it doesn't differentiate between who that Re'ech is, any Jew so now what happens is as follows you start to think about all the relationships you have with all the people around you forget about the people in the street and you start to see how lacking you are in Vahav but the minister then says Vahav T'l'Rech that you have to put someone else's needs at the forefront of your mind and you realize how far away you are from it so you keep on reminding yourself the whole day, you, wait, you, you get to share and then you realize that you thought about getting your own seat before thinking about getting someone else's seat. When you got your made yourself tea, you thought about making your own tea and not about making someone else's tea. And as you go through your day, you see actually at almost every junction, you're almost always thinking about yourself and you're mm. completely and totally far, far, far away from this cloud God of Batoya. So then you start to say to yourself, well what am I doing? What am I actually doing? Is this Judaism? I'm clearly not doing one of the essential parts of it. The truth is, I don't care about anyone else but myself, except to, like, oh, a few close friends that I have, and a few close relatives, but the body of Klay it's something which I have no sheiches to. So then you already start to feel a little bit down. And then he says, to 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 you have to love Hashem. So you say, well, what's my relation with HaKosh Bokhi, is this overwhelming love that I'm going to give up my life for you? Well, I certainly don't feel that way. I don't feel possessed like the Rambam says, like a person who's lovesick that he's, he's lovesick he's so in love that he can't stop thinking about it. like he says Lemashall person who's in love with a woman and he goes to sleep, he thinks about it, when he wakes up, he thinks about it, when he's eating, he thinks about it, he can't get his mind off it. That's how I feel about the Kodesh Baruch No, I don't. On the contrary, again, all I care about is basically myself. And then you go into absolutely everything and you see all, is surim, his surim, and even the mitzv's that you do are so, so lacking, and the truth is, you don't really care, you know, lechat you should have say, Yeah, but I'm hot. Okay, fine, forget it. And Shachis, and why we machmer like the Mogan of Okay, for Krishma, Krishma. What do you mean, Krishma? No, Krishma is that Mrs. that the Gemara says that you've been a at once, that's it for the rest of your life. You've got a massive gaping hole in your avoiding your the <gasps> ah, It doesn't matter. So we, we push it not in the Pasha, we beklang in the parasha. So you keep on saying this to yourself, and eventually you get depressed, stressed, and then you like say, okay, fine, I'll just go be a surfer. Good? surfer? So Surfer, surfer, surfer. surfer. <laughs> surfer. Like, that already pretty good. Yeah, no, surfer. <coughs> Surfing the waves. Surfering <laughs> the So, we have to know how to deal with that. because the alternative is. So, what do we do? We say to ourselves, "Well, we can't think about these things because they make us depressed." But you can't not think about them either because then you stay in the same place. So you have to think about them, but you can't think about them. But you have to think about them, but you can't think about them. So that's the, that's the dilemma we're in. Does that resonate with someone in the room, please? Shimi, does that resonate with you? I'm just wondering. Sink in. Does that mean how much then do we have to think about it or how do we frame it? We should really be thinking about it the whole time. Correct? If you really want to grow in the most... Because of the dilemma, then we have Well, well the question is, how do we deal with the dilemma? We haven't yet offered a solution. According to what we said like yesterday, whatever, the other day, Daishirim, we're trying to say that through the Omeka Katin, is that like Karkush broke the so much from us, so that is a correct feeling. That is a correct feeling to have. I know, but when you ignore, ignore the the so, so so fine. But the truth is, when you demand so much of yourself and (laughs) you're not delivering it, you start to feel awful. So that's, uh, that's your point, on that's, that's the point that you have to What do you have to do? <laughs> Vitra Kodjboku. Okay, Vitra al gila Rais, Shvichos Domin, and Avoy With all those Avoy Zorah, I'm not going to go into them. Veloy Vitel Oven, Torah. When you get to Vitel Torah, then you're Machmeer. Kill you at worst in Avoy Zorah, and Shvichos So let's talk about your Vitel Torah. Means that what's brutal Torah? So you say, what's brutal Torah? So a Torah is that when you're sitting in the middle of Seda say, and you've got your Chavrusah next to you and you don't. Like, no, that's not brutal Torah. That's a very common brutal But this brutal Torah. Is remember what uh, Beaton spoke about? That they had a are walking to walk into the dining room. <coughs> you know, brutal Torah, Torah means that if your mind is not thinking about anything, it should be occupied by Torah. 100% of the time unless you've got something else that you have to be thinking about because the Mitzvah is so your mind should be thinking about her 100% of the time so just think about it focus on that thought for a couple of days and then me, you and the men in white coats will come escort you to somewhere else it strangles the life out of you but but, but the truth is it will make you great it will make you great when we Elchan advised him and said he couldn't buy the the boots, because it would take him too long to the laces, because it would be Biltori, he meant it. He was a great, great, great man. It was because he was so mach built. and if you would think they way, and I would think the way, it would also work. But the problem is, uh, it's too oppressive for ourselves, so how do you do it? So, <coughs> the internal dialogue goes as follows. It's been modified for the modern generation. The internal dialogue is, Rebbe Uchem points out in the beginning of his Sefer, is that many people look for a Rebbe. It's a very important thing to have a Rebbe. He says, A Vada person has to have a Rebbe. We're not trying to negate the fact that the person has to have a real life, flesh and blood Rebbe. But everyone also has a Rebbe which is not real life or flesh and blood. When you are born, you're given a Rebbe at birth. The Rebbe's name is Seichel. Rebbe Seichel. And every single person has been given that Rebbe in order that that Rebbe should be Madrachim throughout his life. And when you have Shailah, you take him to the Rebbe. And when the Rebbe sees that you're behaving in a very dodgy way, the Rebbe consults you and he tries to fix up your behavior. So once Rebbe Rucham has given us a license to call our Seichel a Rebbe, so now we can go ask our Rebbe Shailas. Who is the discussion between in the internal dialogue between what we'll call me and the Rebbe, me and my Seichel, or the Nefesh and the Seichel? Where I exist is in my Nefesh, my lave. Where I don't exist is in my Seichel. My Seichel is removed from the nitty-gritty of the actual experience of life, it's one step beyond. So my Seichel looks down and sees what's going on in my life, and I can consult him and ask him for guidance. So now let's try to figure out what happens, and let's examine the Avon of Mittel Torah and see how we do it. The Seichel approaches a Nefesh and says, do you know, my dear Nefesh, because again, you have to realize that the nefesh is not the nefesh of the 1800s, of the nefesh of the Bale Musa where if the seichel of 1800s would approach the nefesh of the 1800s, the seichel would say, WHAT ARE YOU DOING? SHAKE it! If the seichel of the new millennia would say that to the nefesh of the new millennia, the new millennia would say, seichel, it's quite simple. I can just deny your existence <laughs> and then you'll disappear, I'll just completely live in my medicine and you'll disappear into nothingness. So you just be careful how you address me. Instead the seichel comes over to the nefesh, the seichel comes over to the nefesh and says to the nefesh, my dear nefesh, you're doing so well, <laughs> my dear nefesh, you're doing so well. What I'd like to chat to you a little bit about today is betel <laughs> Don't talk to me about betel okay? Don't talk to me about betel It's Bug Mama Dragon. Don't talk to me about betel my dear Nefesh, I really, you don't understand, I'm not trying to get at you. YOU ARE ALWAYS TRYING TO GET AT ME! I HATE YOU! My dear Nefesh, you don't understand, I'm not trying to get at you. Let me ask you a question. On a certain level, don't you feel a tremendous joy and connection to our when you're deep involved in the suga and all the pieces start to fit together and you come up with a new understanding? Isn't that a blissful feeling? Nefesh thinks and says, I enjoy that feeling do you do know that feeling because of the pure intellectual component or is it meaningful because it's something which you realize the importance and what it does to you in a deeper level and what it does to the world and it's maintaining kedusha? i understand those things and that makes it a completely different dimension and my dear nefesh when you feel that moment of connection wouldn't you like to extend a bit longer i would love to extend <coughs> a bit longer imagine my dear nefesh if you could be constantly going through these small epiphanies in your Torah throughout the day and that state would be maintained on a more consistent basis wouldn't you be a much happier, deeper, more refined person? Yes, Seichel, I would love to do that Don't you want to not lose out on that potential? I don't want to lose out on that potential In other words, my dear Nefesh you also don't want to destroy Torah with your own hands No, I don't, I want to embrace it Okay, let's talk Let's talk. Okay, I'm ready to talk. Huh. Well, my dear Nefesh, let's try to think about how we're going to figure this out. Because the truth is, what happens when you, when you want to relax? No, Seichel, please. My relaxing time is my time. I can't take it away. Why? Well, the truth is, because if I don't have that time just to let my wa- mind wander free, so I become extremely stressed. But my dear Nefesh, says the Seichel, Do you not know that meditation is a form of relaxation? No, I know that. I've had that experience before and I realize that. Now, my dear Nefesh, is meditation wandering unstructured thoughts or is it a focused thought? Meditation is focused thought. So you see, my dear Nefesh, that from focused thought you can actually reach a, a. deeper level of relaxation than through wandering thoughts. Sometimes thoughts which wander actually increase anxiety and stress, and focused thoughts bring through to a quietitude of self. My dear Seichel, you're saying good, <laughs> you're saying good. And the discussion continues. When the discussion is had in that way, so the, the nephesh never feels squashed the Kuech and it comes. You, 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 deal with the, you deal with the Nefesh you mechaneik the Nefesh until the Nefesh says I want to put all my Kuechis into learning I don't want to be as opposed to I'll have to do it because it's right the minute you have to do it the Kuech HaMirid is waiting by the door the minute you want to do it you've won the battle the difference between success and Yiddish kind And failure is the desire from the nefesh to participate in the program. The more nefesh there's involved, the more I'm involved, the more I can relate and connect to it, the more successful. The more I'm left outside the door and just bludgeoned into compliance, the greater the chances of backlash and desertion there are. Are you all following me? Does that process start to make sense to you? This inter- it's again, you have to be cautious not to engage in this internal dialogue in a public place. Otherwise I'll be having these phone calls. Hello? Hi. Hi Mrs. Goldman. <laughs> what? No, no, I think your husband's perfectly of sound mind. Neighbours said what about your husband? On a park bench, engaged in an argument. He's not an argumentative guy, with no one else around. Mm-hmm. That could be problematic. I'll get back to you. Thank you. Um, so you have to be cautious where you conduct. If, if you do it in the base majors, it's perfectly legitimate. In the base majors, pretty much anything goes. Um, shouting goes. Talking to yourself in a in a loud voice is completely part of the protocol. Completely part of the protocol. I don't know if you've seen it. But in any good base major, you should have people pacing up and down, having animated discussions with themselves. But what do you mean? It's a dini in the Gavra? That can't be a dini in the Gavra. He's a dini in the Gavra, so then it shouldn't say Lulu Vagazovayavish It should say Eino Yotze. Why does it say Possil? No, because even though it's Possil, but the dini in the Chivs are cooked the right from the Gavra. Nah, shushim What do you mean shushim moment? So in terms of learning, it's a common practice for a person to engage in that inner dialogue and he can do so in a public forum and it's perfectly acceptable. The base image is a very creative place. The base image is a place of argumentation, the base image is a place of open warfare. It's open warfare. There was once a window repairman that came to the Shivan gate set and he is fixing a window in the base Medrash and uh, all of a sudden the Rosh Shiver gets this frantic knocking on the door. He opens the door and the man says, Quick, 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 they're gonna come to blow soon. <laughs> He thought, well, sorry, sorry, sir? He says, no, he says, in the base mandrush, he says, they're about to come to blows. Like, he, said, he thought, since they're, like, getting into, like, the real nitty-gritty of a ptosis, inevitably, the next stage would be that sort of fisticuffs. So, <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, just watch him, it will be fine. So the nature of a base menage is that it's a very open place. It's a place of fiery interaction. It's a place that toast should be learned with fire. It should be learned with absolute, unbridled passion. And it's a place when you can talk to yourself openly and freely. <laughs> should talk to yourself openly and freely. Um... But otherwise you have to be careful, but the notion of talking to yourself is is a crucial thing because what it does is, it allows clarity and insight into your biases and you're able to work gently with the part of yourself that's resistant to involving itself in the pursuit of Kedusha. We have two parts to ourselves, the Seichel gravitates towards Kedusha, the Seichel is very happy to spend its time engaged in holy pursuits. The nefesh will also be, but it needs to be taught how. It needs to find something in it for itself. So we have to be very cautious that we do not leave the nefesh outside. outside. If we do, so that's when the Kirch merida begins. So this is crucial when dealing with Medas Whenever you deal with Medas don't dictate. Don't put on your judgmental teacher voice and start <coughs> to tell yourself what to do. If you do that, not only will you... Hurt yourself in the long term, but that voice becomes a horrible authoritarian voice, which seems to lack understanding. And then suddenly a, a, a change is made, and that voice becomes the voice of Hashem, who's a tova native. Who's, who's all the appellations that we attach all those appellations become wiped out and all you see and all you relate to the Kosh is this person that sits in the heavens with the most gigantic baseball bat ever and waiting with eager anticipation for you to commit the smallest of error and then he knocks you for a home run <coughs> and that's a very negative It's a big inside yourself it's a because the sham etem of a is not Ten, it's Rachamim, it's Chesed. Kodesh Borghi is about Chesed, and that's what we have to relate to. It's very difficult to build a loving relationship with someone that's holding a club, as in the words of Daniel Kahn, he speaks very little but has a very big stick. It's not good, it's not good, it's not good. So you actually can, you can harm your own relationship with that. So you have to make sure that the voice of the Seichel is the voice of the caring Mechanech, of the caring Rebbe that appreciates your struggles, that sees where you're coming from. The is not stupid. The Seichal understands the challenges you're going through, and the Seichal gently and and, and quietly coaches you into the world of Avoida. That's crucial. Once you put that process into practice, so then you'll see that you can actually grow tremendously and not have the pressure, not have the anxiety, and not have the stress. Are you with me? Does that resonate? Try it. Try it. It's, it's, it's something which is worth experimentation. And you'll be amazed at, with that approach. You won't resent growing. Mostly when we move forward, we resent giving up. If we're giving it up from the perspective of the Seichel tells us to and the Nefesh is not involved, we resent it. We say, why well, do I have to give it up? I want you to do that. Ach, I have to. Ah. Whereas this way it works out that you actually move towards it. Yes. Is it, um, are you exactly are you trying to, um, Avoid the following situation, Rob. That uh, you you, uh, you sort of ride your nefesh with uh, think you know maybe like uh, candy or um, you know like the horse of rider thing that you don't use a stick, you use a carrot. Are you trying to avoid that approach? I think that's not ideal because it's not always a carrot. In other words, what you're saying is that the seichel comes to the nefesh and the nefesh says, look, quite frankly, I can't be bothered to get out of bed for shachris. So the seichel says, if you get out of bed. I will give you a chocolate yogurt for breakfast. Exactly. Mm, chocolate yogurt for breakfast. Instead, the Seichel says to the Nefesh, mm. That's not Chinuch, Understand you understand? The, the truth is, it depends where your Nefesh is. It depends. It depends. The, the, Ram, the Ram yeah. Rambam, in his introduction to the Perko Aves, Shemanya Prokim, he writes how a person matures. And he says that when a child is very small, so then you promise them sweets. And then as they get older, you change the nature of the prize. If you, if, you, if you promise, you know, if you have a person that you want to incentivize, you're CEO of a major company, and you want to incentivize some like of your major, your major consultants, and you say, guys, if you have like a massive production, I'm going to give each of you, I'm going to give you like a whole bar of chocolate. <laughs> not not, not a, whole, a whole milk. Milk chocolate. So, it's, uh, it's not yeah, such an incentive. Say, Whereas if you say it to, if you say it to, if you say it to, like... Yeah, exactly, if you say that you're a four-year-old, like you say two pieces and already, like, he's is, is, is putty in your hands. Yeah. Um, so, as you go up, the incentive changes. And what happens is, as a person's seichel grows, so, you have to speak to him in the, in the way that he understands. So, it depends on where your nefesh is. It depends how evolved you are in your nefesh. If your nephew is a little baby and when you try to explain to your nephew the beauty of Trillia, the nephew says, No, I am sleeping. No way. So then you say, I know where you are, nephish. Would you rather have a chocolate ice cream or schlob? I want a chocolate ice cream. So then you say, Okay, so let's do it. But as your nephew matures and develops and evolves, so then you can say to your nephew, what would you rather have? Would you rather have some passive joy of sleeping? Would you rather have the active joy of a transcendent transcendent connection to a creator. That could be magnificent. It could be magnificent. It could be exciting and startling. The never says, that does sound good. And you know what? You can also have a chocolate ice cream. So what do you mean? Uh, f- chocolate ice cream, transcendent, you know? <laughs> Transcendental experience. I'm going for the transcendence. So that's very important. That you have to, you, again, you have to coach your nephish where your nephish is holding. The smaller your nephesh is, the more you have to pander to his immaturity, the more developed your nephish is. So now what you see is that the goal of life is to make your nephish seichel dek, until your nephish itself, until that's called growth, where the nefesh wants what the seichel wants. And then the person, that's, that's called the that's called, tahara, that's called purification, that's called zikuhamidus, that the nefesh wants what the seichah wants. The ultimate madriga, that's called <laughs> killing the Yetzirah. When all the nefesh wants is what the seichah wants, that means you've killed the Yetzirah. But the process is a long and arduous one. Do you know people who have killed their Yetzirah? Not in this room. Um, do I know people who've killed the are? Not offhand, but then again, I'm not so sociable. <laughs> Could be there hundreds of them. I don't, know. I, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know. It seems unlikely that there's people walking around who have killed the ATSR, but I definitely know people who are big and who, have, who are spiritual giants. have not, unfortunately. I don't have a close relationship with any, unfortunately. But um, if I did, I think... If we, if we did, we'd be able to go a lot further in our Voida. The problem is that we don't know big people, so our perception of, of greatness is shrunk. We don't know what greatness is, we just don't know what it is. It's quite funny, I've seen a I've seen a phenomena, phenomenon in yeshivas. Any self-contained shiva breeds katnus. Breeds what? Katnus, smallness. Any time the yeshiva is self-contained, and the bochim are aspiring to be like the bochim in the yeshiva they can only ever aspire to be as good as the best bochim in the yeshiva so if you have a yeshiva where you've got a very mediocre level of guy and he's the top so every Boche will strive to be the top who's mediocre whereas if you're in a yeshiva which has got a, a bigger spectrum the minute you open up your world so then you open up your p- the potential for greatness a lot of our problem in aspiring to other things is that our experience of what there is out there is so limited that we don't realize we just don't realize it if we would see it we would say gosh you can do that as well that's astonishing it's, like the in the bucket, yeah. it's almost like the flies in the, in the jug True. please <laughs> and they were fleas <laughs> <laughs> it's me well, sometimes the cycle sometimes it can work also that the cycle will tell you don't do that now for you don't learn now. Or don't Absolutely. The, seichel can, the seichel, seichel can say to you, you can say it, the can say to you, you go to the seichel and you say, okay, I want you to learn now. The seichel says to you, um, what time is it? You say it's half past twelve at night. The seichel says, don't you think if you keep on learning now it's going to ruin your next day? DON'T TALK TO ME I'M GETTING A smack, AND I'M FUM 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 the says, when you say from what exactly do you mean? I'm doing what Hashem wants! Hashem wants you to wake up tomorrow. Shut up! <laughs> so then... The Seichel is faultless. The Seichel is faultless. When you've got a Seichel, you've got the best friend you could ever have. With. Because he's Mama Sh- Yasha. The problem is <laughs> you have to have a Seichel. You have to have a Seichel. And your Seichel has to know Torah. So, ironically, the way the process would work is: you teach your seichel Torah, and your seichel's mechanech the Torah into your nefesh. The seichel learns Torah, but the Torah stays in the seichel. And then the seichel is to teach it to the nefesh. So, without Torah, your seichel can't give you good advice. No, the seichel without Torah can give you it can give you logical advice, but not torahic advice. Doesn't, doesn't have a does so task Sounds Like moral advice? Or what does it mean? Like logical, logical moral, rational. Whatever premises, whatever the seichel knows, whatever the expertise that the seichel has, he can advise you in that direction. He'll be completely objective. So that sounds like it's an hard Like based on what my objective is, like my seichel will tell me what's the best way to fulfill my agenda. And that might not necessarily be the most moral thing, the most, you know, in line with what Hashem wants. So it seems like you need someone else with the seichel, a kosher seichel to, to, provide, you know, that gives them the al, you know, that Your seikh has to be... The right, you kind of seikhlan, right say. your has to be atur and then th- but that doesn't help yet. Then the seikh al-aturah has, se- has to teach the nefesh what to do. So how do you get the seikh You get the seikh from learning and from learning from Arabic, correct. But the seikh is there, he's waiting to be used. But you're right, he also needs to go and study. So even though he's not part of you, like when you learn Torah, you're kind of giving your seikh knowledge, and he's not, he's not the, the self, he's not the I... Right. And so, what the eye is just the decider, mm-hmm. like what The eye is where you live. That's where you experience. It. That's the level at which you experience life. I, I, for example, it's, it's, it's the, the conscience. That, that it's yeah. not the conscience. It's the point of experience. When I speak to you, so the eye is how the relationship is. So, if I come up to you and I say, "Hey, Shimi, how are you doing?" with warmth and love, so then the eye experiences behalf the That's an experience. And if I say it to you with coldness, the eye That's That experience of the eye. But even though the seichel knows But that doesn't, make, that doesn't change the nature of the experience. What changes the nature of the experience is when the seichel is melamed the nefesh to behave according to what the seichel knows. It's part of it. It's all. It's all there. It's all there. No, the seichel is the neshama, and the nefesh is the ruach. You're right. But the neshama doesn't have. The neshama doesn't have. Um, <coughs> imperative access to all the Torah knowledge Kivu that that has. The Neshama still has to put it this way the Limo Torah to the Neshama isn't that the Shama is blank and you're filtering in Torah mm-hmm. through your limud you're taking the Torah which is buried in the Neshama to the fall. That's why you learn Kala Torah Kula, Bema Imoy and then oh, the, 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 so the so is an experience of really revelation and not an experience of ingestion. Okay Aboisai, let's uh, stop there for the moment. Sounds good.